little bit forward so everyone can sort of see in here. I have a little lineup of impersonations of the natural world. Okay, so first off is a cricket. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, next on the Ooh, docket. Um, yep. Here comes Sarah. Here comes Sarah. And maybe Sean, too. Um, my next uh, impersonation. If you've ever heard an elk call, I can't do it too loud that they'd be able to hear from far away. But if I'm able to sneak up close to the elk, they might hear me. So here comes my elk call. <laughs> from very far away they do, they do but when elk do it you can hear them from miles away yay um let's see i so i've never been to australia and i not exactly sure what the kookaburras sound like but they're pretty famous but um this uh, random sound that I figured out how to make always made me think of a kookaburra. So if anyone actually does know, you can let me know. So here we go. <laughs> That's amazing. No, you know what that does sound like? Like, have y'all seen Emperor's Last New Groove? You sound like the squirrel. Maybe that I was going to say it sounded it sounds sort of like a chipmunk too but that's amazing that's an amazing sound and and as I'm watching it come out of you I'm like that sound can't be coming out of that person I know I felt the same way can you do it one more time <laughs> You could scare the shit out of me with that if you did that and I didn't know it was you I'd be like there's an animal in here <laughs> all right i have one more but i'm going to bring the microphone up nice and close because it's not very loud but um i learned this one from a good friend of mine named leo here we go <laughs> but that's it for me everyone thank you Woo! how did you make it thank you mr jerick we appreciate that muchly we have a new social media for all of y'all to follow. It is on TikTok, and that username is going to be Solidarity Collective WYO. We would love if you have that platform to go ahead and follow it, and you can see some video content from us. So today, we're going to be giving an update on the rabbits, because um, it's been how many months now? It's been three months already? Three months. Feels like it's been longer. Maybe. Because didn't you get them back in, like, November? Or was that later? Was it late November or early December? Well, I just remember the roads started freezing up yeah. by that point. And that didn't happen until December, so... Either way, it's been a while now. It was, yeah, it was after Thanksgiving. Something after Thanksgiving. Yeah, so it's been a little over three months since we first got the rabbits. And oh boy, it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. Uh, um, in terms of development, since you're the one that mainly watches them, do you want to talk about... Um, their puberty growth, and we don't have to immediately discuss their social <laughs> no. dynamics, but... Oh, I just remember when they used to be cute little, like, kitten size, and now they're, like, cat size. 
I mean, they're like cats, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to really describe it is like, oh, I think the biggest one's now like eight pounds. Wouldn't that be anarchy or? No, Lilith. She's the biggest now. Oh, she's the biggest now? Yeah, she's like grown a brother. Ooh. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, yeah, the the girls are definitely getting very big because they got their cute little dewlaps or as you probably would know them better as little neck folds. <laughs> That's the best way to describe them. They're starting to get their little neck folds that all the does get. Well, at least a lot of them do. Oof. I mean, Lilith, she literally looks like, um... When she sits down, it's sort of like her neck does the thing that your stomach does. (laughs) The little pudge. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's cute, though. Yeah, like, it is, it's cute when she does it. It's just... Just her. Yeah. Just her. <laughs> um, how are the boys doing, though? <clears throat> They've definitely gotten bit. They're, they're getting bigger. <laughs> More ways than one. Yes. <laughs> uh, all their balls have dropped, so... We don't have to worry about uh, any... Uh, more gender surprises. Mm. However, the issue is now we have to cancel one of them, definitely. One of them, possibly. Um, when it comes to Marshmallow, we found out, so uh, possible trigger warning for anyone who has trauma related, so uh, maybe skip past 10 seconds from now. Uh, yeah, he's a serial rapist. Um, yeah. <clears throat> He And I mean that in every word of the sense. Like, it was bad enough that Marshmallow kept messing with Barnaby in the worst way possible. Got injuries sustained to him in, you know, where. Um, because Barnaby was tired of getting assaulted. Oh, no, that was Lucifer. Barnaby takes Oh, it. Lucifer? Yeah, Lucifer's a dick biter, remember? <laughs> little, our, little, our little wonderful night, st- night skies just... Out for blood now. He will literally attack any male that he meets because of that trauma. He even goes after Barnaby, our sweet little potato prince. However, we've noticed he's exceptionally well-behaved as long as he's surrounded by the girls. Like, even though we're pretty sure we have our suspicions about possible babies, um... He seems to not mess with them way too often, and he'll even stop if, like, he hears, like, distressed squeaks from the rabbits, you know, when he messes with them. So although he's violent and lives up to the name Lucifer, um, at the very least, he knows how to respect his women. Yeah, I think now he just, like, he, he's also very protective of them, so that's fun. Because... <sighs> True little prince. Yes. Because <laughs> it's like, I have to let them exercise in the same floor space. So I'll put the females in Lucifer in a cage. And when Barnaby and Marshmallow run by, he really likes to just sit on them and act as like a little body shield <laughs> against the advances of the other males because he now has his cute little harem. He's going to get so mad when we start actually purposefully breeding them. Yeah, I'm honestly worried about just, oh God. <laughs> Um, and then Barnaby, he's also hit puberty, but he's still the little potato that he is. I'm sorry, but he's a little bottom potato. Yeah, we can kind of tell. It's adorable, though. He's... I'm sorry. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> Lucifer was just like Barnaby. He liked getting the attention from the females mm. when he was still small. And But now he's, like, actually taking a dominant role. 
Barnaby, on the other hand, has still kept that even after puberty. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm wondering if that's going to be an advantage or not, because... I mean, we do have, like, several mommy dommies in that group. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not They're sorry. mommy dommies. They're mommy dommies, and they like sitting on their little boys. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'm hoping that's an advantage for him, because he's like, oh, I'm just a little... I'm just a little boy. Please, love me. <laughs> Or are they just going to be like, no, I'm going to sit on you. I mean, they like Barnaby, though. Yeah, they do. So, like, if he tries making advances, they're going to think it's cute, and they're going to accept the fact that he's trying to mate with them. We hope. Honestly. (laughs) So, like, the boys have definitely been way more chaotic. Um, Oh, there is Lilith, who keeps trying to escape and succeeding. Well, considering who we named her after. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've essentially made the promise that as soon as babies are born, they are all getting regular names. Currently, we have most of a hutch made because of Jordy. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, um, fen- like wiring or vinyl still needs to be added to the actual hutch. And on top of that, to make use of space, um, we were thinking of adding dog crates, like the metal wire ones, um, just to ensure that we can separate anyone who needs to be separated necessary, like as necessary. And currently that's not done. And we haven't been doing it the last few days because of all the windstorms passing through at the moment. Um, but it's been chill today. We're hoping it will be chill tomorrow. Otherwise the rabbits are still going to be in the basement until further notice. Oh, we could talk about like changes in routine that we've had to do. Like the alfalfa related. Mm-hmm. Shit. Just talking about like how we switch from like the bales to like the cubes or what? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the reasons behind it. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's a fun little life hack for uh, those who also own rabbits who maybe want to save a little bit of money. Don't buy the bales. Buy the horse cubes. It's very nice. Um, Not only do you not have to worry about them literally throwing it all over the place and using it as bedding for themselves, you also much have a much easier time measuring out their feeding. It's like, it's like pellets, but um, they can actually chew on it like they're supposed to. Though I have noticed that the ones we do get, it's, it's normal with animal feed, is sometimes you'll find weird bits in there. <laughs> I actually did find a piece of rope in a cleanup. A what? I found a piece of rope. Just like a little piece of rope. Like they used to bundle up hay. How did they get that? I don't know. <laughs> but honestly, I think it's like, it's, I guess it's sort of like that equivalent of how people talk about how, yeah, you're allowed to have like, Mice hair and, like, bugs in your food. Very weird that they allow that, and that's legal, but um, I less gross. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I will say about the rabbits is mainly that if you have ever considered birthing a child or adopting a child, get a rabbit first. <laughs> see, how that ha- see how that affects your mental health and whether or not you'd be able to take care of one. And then proceed. No, make sure you get two. They're social animals. But at the end of the day... Although they are cute as babies, they still require a lot of maintenance. And on top of that, you're going to have a lot of fun when they're teenagers. Like, you think you have issues with teenagers? Wait till you get a rabbit in its teenage years. Are you talking about the biting or the fact they just do a bunch of weird shit? The fact they do a bunch of weird shit. Because, like, I swear, it's like, on one hand, teenagers do a lot of weird shenanigans. Stuff you'd never thought you'd have to tell them not to do. Mm Mm-hmm. But with rabbits, you're every other... If you don't get them fixed and you keep them just the way they are, 
they're definitely going to... <laughs> they're going to make you have to say, Hey, 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 stop that. Every, like, 15 minutes. Granted, we have seven rabbits, so, you know, that contributes, but... I'm going to say it's not just the males that hump shit. That's all I'm going to do. <clears throat> That's all I'm going to say. And it's like... No, it's a weird thing. It's, you know, a lot of animals hump each other for dominance. They will sometimes just do it for fun. Just yeah. to, like... It's like a play thing, but it's also a dominance thing. So I'll just put, like, a bunch of hay on the ground. And it's mostly anarchy. I'm going to say this right now. It's anarchy. She will find one and just mount it. And just, like, the rest will be eating. And she'll just start humping the rabbit she, like, latches onto. <laughs> She's still one of the best behaved ones, though. And speaking <clears throat> of anarchy... Yeah, so... Sarah told me earlier that we possibly have three nesting does... So that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. um, you said it was uh, Cookies, Cream, and Lilith? Yep. Yep. All got those three. Got the twins. And I believe you told me at one point that um, Cookies and Lilith were fighting over bedding. Yeah. To the point that they were sabotaging each other. Yeah, they were both <laughs> trying to make a nest in the crate that we keep them in. And I noticed it was first with Cookie... She stole a towel after one of their during one of their escapes, and she brought it back into the area, and she just laid it in the back and started putting like fur and hay on top of it. And while she was gone collecting hay, Lilith came in and destroyed it and started putting hay in her hair in there herself. <laughs> and this was literally the whole day was just a back and forth, and I'm just like, okay, that's um. That's interesting because, like, it wasn't even like they were trying to do the same exact spot. They were really just pushing it, as, like, pushing it back and forth in the back of the cage. Uh. <laughs> no, it was, was, I think my favorite part was Lilith, she would actually use her front paws and, like, shovel it across the floor. And just, like, and then she would just leave and just go grab her hay and then just come back. And they would just keep fighting over it like that for, like, the entire day. <laughs> And so now that Cream is in the situation now, yeah. has she had any behavior changes as well? No, she's actually the smart one. She's putting it... <clears throat> she actually started building a nest by the trash can where I keep all their bed... Where they use, they use bedding that I used to keep the gate closed. It's just a rubber bin with, like, some stray alfalfa. Yeah, it's like pissed on cardboard and all that crap. But yeah, she literally started digging. She starts. She literally just started piling up hay in there back there, and that's her little nest right now. And she hasn't seen any sabotage as of late. No, not really. I mean, good for her. Yeah. But either way, on one hand, we <clears throat> kind of hope that they're not actually pregnant. But on the other hand, we have to prepare anyway, which is why we're so insistent on getting that rabbit hutch finished soon. And if we can't get it finished in time, um, we've got some dog crates. Um, we're able to let them stay in without um, much issue. Um, they'd have to be stored in the Q hut area, which if we can get a little spot cleared out for that, um, it'll be fine. We would just have to make sure that we're changing the bedding, you know, as necessary because... There's one thing you don't want to mess with. It's a previously pregnant mama. But either way, uh, yeah, they... that's just our plan B in case we can't get the hutch finished. And the benefit of having them in the queue hut would be like, so that if the windstorms come back, they won't have to worry about being exposed to the elements. 
It'll still be cold, but rabbits can handle, like, near freezing temperatures, so it's fine. Let's just say I really hated them right now when they're acting like they're acting pregnant because they like to bite a lot. No, no, no. They get very vicious, man. I think that's why Lilith uh, snapped at the cats. I don't blame them. No. Because, like, Angel and I own two cats. We have Neo, our orange tabby, and we have Ozzy, our little gray turtle, like, tortoiseshell cat. Ozzy could not give a shit about the, the rabbits. Like, she'll see them, but she won't, like, try to interact with them. And then Neo absolutely loves hanging around them. Um, just because he's a little explorer. Um, and he will sometimes go into the enclosure. He'll just hang out. Like, um, he only ever batted at a rabbit once. And that was because the rabbit tried um, jumping on them. Yeah. So, but even then, like, he does not fight with them. He does not snap at them. And he got spooked when Lilith tried snapping at him. I was confused in the moment, but I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, I haven't seen Neo go back. No. So I'm hoping he can just tell that they're pregnant. And then once they're finished and they go back to their enclosures, that he'll be okay with it. But by then, I think they'll be in their hutches. So they better be. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we don't hate it down or having them down in the basement. It's just more like we kind of want to keep our kitchen just a kitchen. It's going to be fun trying to clean up all those piss marks. Oh, my God. Hey, you found an enzyme cleaner. Yeah, thankfully. So So we are prepared to clean the the basement area once it's cleared out. Maybe you should just ask Jordy to, like, show you how to use power tools so you can do it yourself. I mean, that's bro might have to ask him to have time. That's why it's going to take us till Saturday to, like, do anything. And he's like, we'll have a few hours. I mean, Saturday, like, it's the weekend, so we don't have to worry. Yeah, we did try building on it last Sunday, but it was pizza night and he was making pizza. And we couldn't find the plexiglass he wanted to use. The plexiglass? Yeah, he has, like, he found this really nice, like, like a plastic glass sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And he says, um, he wanted to use that for the interior because since they're social animals, I'm like, well, they should probably be able to interact with each other even if they can't, like, be in the same space. Just for their mental health. He's like, oh, yeah, I got some nice glass that we can use that they can just, like, claw it and won't hurt anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, but we actually need to dig it out of the Q-Hut. Because <laughs> he says, well, I put it somewhere around the Q-Hut, but we couldn't find it. <laughs> and for context, the, the Q-Hut, although has some space, is still kind of a, for lack of a better word, a clusterfuck. Mainly because we're still trying to organize everything and make sure that everything has a spot so that... Um, those on maintenance can do whatever construction they need to do um, on the work tables. Um, but also because we're still clearing out some stuff that was left behind from the last owner. And others is just because we didn't have a spot and we need to find a spot for it. So if he could find that. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be a miracle, honestly. Honestly, I think that's what we're going to have to do after we finally nail down the cages. Because, like... He actually left a he left a cage on like the hutch like the frame that we have, and yeah. the wind was so strong it literally blew it off and a few inches away from like the actual like thing it was on. Ah, yeah. Huh. And these things aren't like lightweight plastic. The plastic stuff they use for like your small dog to take to the vet either. These are like the full metal things. Yeah. 
Anything else we need to discuss? Okay. Have you developed any new favorites as of late? I'm gonna say this right now. Um, Marshmallow's still my best boy. I kind of assume that. Yeah. Listen, he's the best trained one. <laughs> I don't know how to put this. I'm sorry, but like... His training was an accident, and you know yes. that. All I know is, at least he, like, comes when he's called, sort of. Oh, he recognizes his name? Like, he'll come. Yeah, he'll come. That's cute. I mean, I've all, I managed to train them all as soon as they, like... I think it's kind of cute as, like... Yeah, they'll still escape, but if they, like, see me, most of the time, if you, if I just, like, clap my hands a couple of times, they'll literally head back to their area and just, like, wait for me to open the gate for them again. <laughs> yeah, you conditioned them to. I'm not complaining. I just find it funny. It's like, they could be on the opposite end of the house, and as soon as they see me, they're like, oh, time to go back now. <laughs> they're like, oh, no, our human overlord, overlord is here. Yeah. <laughs> You've traumatized them. I prefer Pavlov training. <laughs> and since we're going to be using them for meat and fur, what's your kind of response to those who may be on the side of, like, that's just cruel. Rabbits are, like, not animals we should be eating or, like, using for agriculture purposes. They've been agriculture animals for centuries, man. It's... I literally got... Half over, like, over half of them from a meat farm. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, one of those, like, home, like, home farm things. Like, it's, like, they just had a farm in their backyard sort of situation. But, like, no, it's, they're legit animal. they're legit agriculture animals. They're, like, maybe, like, chickens or, like, chicken sheep, something like that. It's, like, I think it's just because we've domesticated them. Mm -hmm. And, like, most people associate rabbits with, like pets and yeah. not an animal you would hunt in the wild yeah but it's like no i'm f i'm literally part of a group online that literally it's like yeah we literally just raise rabbits for meat and this is how you do it so you can do it ethically yeah. i mean there are people who will admit yeah sometimes they aren't good animals for what we're raising them for but Either A, they're perfectly good for meat, or B, if they're the right breed, they're perfect just to sell off as pets. Which that in of itself is, like, already, like, a good venture, mm -hmm. as long as it's done right. Because, yeah. like, granted, I despise puppy mills, but if done right, I've <clears throat> seen it be something successful yeah. and completely ethical. I mean, that's how my family owned... Like, my, that's how my family owned German Shepherds when I was growing up. It wasn't a puppy mill. It was just two people who lived in, like, a foresty area um, who had a couple of German Shepherds who were unrelated. Um, they bred them and were able to produce, like, German Shepherd puppies that didn't have hip problems. And that was my mother's gift to my dad after our last dog passed away. It was two girls from the same litter. Um... And granted, although they're backyard breeders, like, at the end of the day, like, we got to see the inside where they, like, kept the dogs. We got to see how the process was done. Like, we got to see, like, how well they were treated. And, like, there's nothing wrong with it as long as said people are treating their animals right. And I think that's the issue is that there are people who don't treat them right. Yeah, like, I think that's what I, I think I like it 
that we are doing it here and we can allow people if they want like the certain like items they can literally just come onto the property take a look at our setup and if they don't like it they don't have to buy and if they realize oh yeah we're we're raised them ethically they're happy until the day that they're slaughtered (laughs) and even then it's like slaughtered such a heavy term Like, like it's more like they're having a good time and then everything goes black for a yeah. second. Because, <laughs> like, I made sure I looked up different ways, like... To ethically put yeah, them down. Yeah, there are people who literally like, listen, I know it's like, yeah, they have to, like, they have to be put down, but here's how you can do it so they're not, like, you don't, like, have to, like, drown them or suffocate them. Here's a simple way. It's two seconds. The brain still is going to have a little bit of activity, but that's normal. <laughs> but they don't feel anything. And, like, the, you were talking about the broomstick method at one yeah. point. That honestly just ensures that on a production basis that it's the most ethical way to put them down. Yeah. Um, but also because, as well as the production basis, um, it actually keeps the meat a higher quality. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with just meat in general. Like, meat is meat. But at the end of the day, like, you're going to want to have meat that isn't ruined by the stress of dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the broomstick method for those who want to know, it's really simple. It's- hey, maybe we should put a warning on. Yeah, like just yeah. a quick warning like yeah, we are discussing the method of death in regards to rabbits for consumption and fur purposes. So if that makes you queasy, skip the next like 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah, the method's really simple. You literally just want to lay them down, keep their heads still. And then you want to place a broomstick right on their neck, like right at the base of their skull. And then you just want to take their feet and yank it really hard to snap their neck. It's very simple. It's very efficient. And it just makes sure that you're not doing, you're not like lopping off their heads, which could go wrong. And the process of drowning is just just a high stress situation that will definitely ruin the quality of meat. Yeah. They can talk about like, I mean, like there's big fruit farmers who like, the gas method, but like, no, that's that's also bad. That's also a panic method. That, yeah, that's awful. Like, um, yeah, you. I'm gonna say the only reason you ever want to cut off their heads, and this is gonna sound cruel, but it's like when they're really young, and, and that's even just then, because yeah, even then it's like mm, you better you you're honestly just better letting them die naturally. And I guess that's like in situations where they have birth um, complications. Yeah, like if the, you you know they're not they like you're literally just if you let them. If you try to fight for them to survive, it's going to just lead to their suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I could imagine some people would be a bit concerned about us, like, talking about this. Because, like, it can come off as, like, that we only do so because, uh, well, we want the meat. We want this. Which, although, yes, we started that off as that goal, I think we've gotten to a point where we just, like, made a connection that allows us to feel empathy and have emotions and care for these animals while still understanding like, hey, this is like why we got them. Let's make sure that they have the happiest life still. But when it comes time, you still need the motivation to actually go out and, you know, get the rabbit so that you can get the products you're wanting. Because you treat those animals like your own babies. Yeah. <laughs> Like, 
for the fact that you're a child-free person <laughs> who will never have children. This is a lot You love these kids so yeah. much. Um, and although it is dangerous to gain, like, feelings for livestock, mainly just because then you're going to find it impossible to put them down once it's time to, at the end of the day, I think that's also why it's great that we have other people who have, like, culled livestock. Um, a few months ago, we actually culled some chickens back in December, if I'm correct. Um, we still have a few of the chicken, a few of the chickens that we culled from that month. But we had Jordy and Derek. Derek will be missed. <laughs> Not to make it sound like he's dead, but Derek will be missed. Um, but Jordy and Derek were the ones working on the um, chicken culling. Um, Angel got to watch and learn how to properly cut up a chicken body, at least. And then there's videos online that also help explain how to prepare the body of a rabbit um, for multiple purposes. Um, so I'm pretty sure it won't be that hard for Angel or anyone else on the property to learn. Um, and even if people aren't willing to put up with putting down the animals, um, we definitely have people here who care. Um, although Sarah's expressed interest of, like, doing the actual method herself, um, she's main, her main role is just taking care of the rabbits. I have no interest, but I will learn just because somebody's gonna know even though I'm mainly just the assistant <laughs> in terms of caring for the rabbits. And Angel definitely has the ability to put down an animal, no issue. Not because, you know, lack of feelings or sanity, more just because at the end of the day, he's a very straightforward, logical person. And we'll think, like, at the end of the day, we're, like, we still need these products to survive, to eat, you know, so he's going to have no issue. Um, putting down rabbits when time comes. Honestly, I'm gonna. This is gonna be mildly controversial just because of his like beliefs, but I kind of agree with. Okay, we've heard all about Chris Pratt's political views. That's we're aware a of. libertarian. He's kind of like that. Like he's just had some controversial things. Like he, like I think, like one of his like his, like brother or something's like a cop or something. Who's, like, like I knew he was to... religious. Yeah, but... like his his church set has said some controversial things about LGBTQ. I will admit that. But even he's like, I don't actually believe that. But it's just like, people have made comments about this that. This is why I advocate for yeah. just doing your religion at home. Mm -hmm. Why do you gotta go to a church? But yeah. as you were saying. But I do agree, he he also has a farm, and his kids interact with the animals. Like, his kids have played with the lambs and the sheep and everything, and then he slaughtered them. And the kids are well aware of this, sort of like, it's like, it's sort of thing is, you can definitely have a good relationship with the animal you're going to kill. You just, it's sort of like, you need to, like, right away acknowledge, yes, <laughs> yes, I can have this wonderful relationship, but I also just need to make sure I respect them when I, when I do put them down and when I do eat them. So you can just sort of, I guess it's sort of like, you kind of want to, not quite blur the line, but it's like... Be able to be in both yeah, spaces. Yeah, you gotta be able to have... Like, you gotta have a foot in both spaces. You can have a foot in both spaces. Like, you can have your cake anything. and eat it, too, in this case. Yeah. But it's like... You know that the animals... I know, like, these animals are not gonna ever live as long as us. Yeah. So either way, you, you are gonna have to, like, face the fact of it. But it's like, as long as you... So, I, my, my thing is... 
I think as long as you have good memories, <laughs> it makes it a lot easier just to like say, hey, you lived a good life and we're all just serving our purpose. Yeah. Because I know, like, let's face it, we're all going to one day be plant food anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Compost and yes. training. I can't remember the author specifically, but back um, in the East Coast, I visited this um, anarchist bookstore cooperative. Um, and one of the books that I got there um, was a book called Pagan Anarchism. Although its definition and explanation of anarchism is actually pretty bad, um, I do not recommend this book for anybody trying to actually learn about anarchism. It's got some pretty dog crap takes on like different forms of anarchism. So um, I will say that as a warning if you decide to check out this book. But it goes a lot into pagan beliefs of the past, um, especially Celtic um, beliefs, because that's just their main point of reference. Um, in which they talk about the best relationships people have with the environment is when they see that everything has a soul or a bit of life in it. Um, so instead of taking a capitalist route and like thinking, oh, I can extract whatever I want from the land because the earth provides for me and just cutting down all the, the trees and, you know, causing deforestation, people within like the certain viewpoint, um, will think, hey, we're not going to fuck up that hill over there. We're not going to mess up that hill over there um, because this specific hill does have spirits around it. It does have living things inside of it. It grows living things. Um, and to extract all the resources from it would be extremely cruel and detrimental to everybody. Um, and view that point, people have had healthier relationships with the environment, um, with the land that they specifically live on, and including animals. Um, in, in many cultures, different animals had extreme significance, even if they were hunted. And something that I and a lot of other pagans do um, is if we're preparing meat, whether we slaughtered it ourselves or not, um, we will always thank the animal for their sacrifice and being able to like feed us and our families. Um, or our comrades in this case. Um, Sarah's walked into the kitchen before while I was thanking an animal that fed us. But at the end of the day, like, I see those rabbits as like our cats because surprisingly, cats and rabbits are very similar in behavior. Um, and texture. <laughs> I'll say this right now. Apparently, cats and rabbits have a very uh, similar taste and texture when cooked. Huh. Okay, I did not need to know that. <laughs> it's a fun fact for our listeners. <laughs> I am so sorry, people. For the apocalypse. For the apocalypse. <laughs> That's so cruel. Hey. Um, but either way, so at the end of the day, even if I still see the rabbits as, like, babies of ours, I can still go with a good conscience knowing that the animals that we raised... Um, for meat and fur, lived a good life because we treated them well. Um, lived a good life because they had social interaction. Lived a good life because we essentially gave them the same treatment we would give to any other human being, you know, nicely. Not, I'm not referring to human capitalists. <laughs> Those bastards don't have a soul. No. They're gonna taste good on a stick, though. <laughs> That's assuming that the capitalists that get hunted down have a decent amount of muscle mass to use for meat. That's fair. We do have to. And wait. most of them look like they eat nothing but McDonald's all the time. 
They might just have to go the more influencer route. True. But even then, like, a, a lot of them are paid to influence products, so I don't think they're quite as evil as, like, CEOs. Some of them. I'm just saying. Either way. We just gotta see how they act when they're cornered. <laughs> In Minecraft. Yes. <laughs> or on Skyrim, I don't care. But yeah, like, overall... I don't think we're ever going to have issues in regards to who or what we're doing with the rabbits. Because although I'm not going to go into specifics on the kids just because privacy, you know, the kids that live here. Um, But we've got a specific kid who lives here who prefers vegetarianism. Like, he eats hot dogs once in a while um, if it's available, but overall prefers the vegetarian option. Um, and when we mentioned why we had the chickens and rabbits, they said specifically that they have no interest in eating the chicken or the rabbit. And I was like, and that's completely fine. You know, you don't have to, but they still love interacting with the rabbits, takes care of them just as he would with any other animal. Very sweet kid. But yeah, like, it's just a matter of making sure he's used to it. I don't think we're going to expose him at first no. to the, to putting down the rabbits. No. Like just cause, he, just cause they're so young, really. Mm-hmm. But once they're a little older, we're hoping maybe we could start um, introducing the youngins to, you know, the rabbits and the chickens and. Okay. My hmm. honest thing is like we can maybe just show them like the furs at first. Yeah. Just, like, after they've been prepared. just like Well, because that fox um, that we found mm-hmm. um, in skin just because, like, well, they're already dead. Yeah. Um, and it was a red fox, and if I'm correct, I think their numbers have gone up. So... Probably. Even if... So it's not technically illegal to own fox furs. I mean, we're in Wyoming. Who cares? No one cares. But either way, like, I think... The face was reserved for a hat. Or not the face specifically, but the area, including the face, um, was going to be turned into a hat for one of the kids. Like, it's not a hard process to introduce them to. And they're still pretty young, so, you know, their opinions can always change Mm -hmm. um, as they grow older. But if not, you know, we're never going to force that. And they're not our kids, so we don't make the shots there. Um, but considering that their parent is also interested and active in this venture, like, my guess would be that they're interested, too. If nothing else, we can get another caretaker. True. <laughs> Honestly, if we can find people who want to take care of livestock, we need more members. So yep. <laughs> send in your applications. We got rooms available. Yep. Definitely we'll ha- definitely we'll have a nice space soon. We'll miss them. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thing we want to discuss in the same regard? Doesn't have to be about the rabbit specifically, yeah. but I guess we can maybe go off on a tangent about how we're gonna plant trying to plant is that elfin clover? Oh yeah, part yeah. of our gardening initiative. Yeah. We did meet with some of our friends who live in town and they wanted to work on a agriculture initiative to get a running water system in for us, you know, through a natural made pond, um, as well as 
um, tilling and using that extra acre of land that we got that we just don't use because we just haven't prepared it really. Um, as well as prepping up the greenhouse to be able to withstand anything with and without electricity. And one of the things we talked about was planting alfalfa. One, as a means of preparing the soil, um, because the soil's very basic and we need to acidify the soil. Um, and alfalfa apparently is a good starter. And not only that, but after harvesting the good parts of the alfalfa we want, we can burn the rest and scatter the ashes across the soil and we'll actually prepare the soil to be a bit better so we can actually start growing some better crops. You know, the rabbits are going to be happy on that Oh, yeah, definitely. It'll save us on trips to the local farming goods store. Mm. I just, I think my thing is, I think I need to figure out how to make my own cubes. (laughs) I'm sure it's not that hard. I looked it up and you kind of need this, like, at least so like the big productions, you need like a big machine because like all Bullshit. the pressure. Yeah, like it's like oh yeah, you need a special machine because of like, I guess the pressure exerted on it. I'm sure we could find a binding agent yeah, that is perfectly safe for them to eat. I was gonna say, if nothing else, I kind of want to do like what people will do with like old newspaper if they want to make their own personal fireplace logs. Mm-hmm. Is where you literally get it wet. And then you compact it, like, with a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. And then just let it dry. And that's supposed to be, like, really good for, like... I know people usually just use it for, like, paper. That's just paper mache with extra steps. Well, it's, like, it's more like less steps because <laughs> you literally just get it wet and then just, like... I think it's, like, mainly if you want to make nice, like... This is a fun little tip. If you want to make your own little logs without cutting down trees or collecting wood, is finding a bunch of old paper... Getting it wet and then just wrapping it around into a log shape and then just letting it dry. Because then you'll, like, because of just how paper is made, it will just, like, stick together really nice. And you get, like, nice logs with very little effort. Yep. I just need to figure out how to do that with straw. (laughs) (laughs) This has been another episode from the Solidarity Collective. You have a wonderful day, evening, or night. We don't know where you're at. (laughs) Please don't judge. (laughs) Oh, and before we go, um, we have a new social media for all of y'all to follow. It is on TikTok, and that username is going to be Solidarity Collective W-Y-O. We would love if you have that platform to go ahead and follow it, and you can see some video content from us. Please become a supporter of our commune and our podcast by supporting us at patreon.com slash solidarity house. That's patreon.com slash solidarity house.